if this rolled into the next podcast, it's because it did. And, and, and yeah, we're back with leverage. Wow, you're wearing the same shirt as I last know. week. We, uh, I got apparently I I cut us off when we were about to talk about leverage and because it really needed to be another podcast. So we're going to talk about today. Welcome, I'm Joe Watkins, sidekick Travis Castle in the rental property hangover sponsored by yes i rent so we're in the property management business we are talking about rental property we are talking about uh property management we're, we're here to answer questions listen uh if you have a question that you want us to answer on the show you can email info at yes put in the subject column rental property hangover question and you can ask anything you want, Travis, and we'll answer it. Is that a real uh, email? It's a real is that, email. Is that something you're going to need to create? No, it's done. Okay, so that's already done. I will create a, a rental property hangover email soon I, enough. I, I, well, In fact, that, we have where that is. rental property hangover at yesirent.com. As the talent on the show, I'm a little disappointed that that's not already in place. But let's let's move on to what everybody's tuning in for, which is this side. This is why, by the way, this is why most people get into this is the idea of leverage in real estate. So explain to me for people who don't know that term as it relates to real estate, what's that mean in terms of real estate? Uh, leverage is another term for borrowing money, uh, placing debt on something. And so one of the, I mean, maybe the most powerful advantage of real estate over so many other investments we can think of is that I can take a $25,000, say, down payment on a piece of rental property, and I can acquire a $150,000 asset. If you take $25,000 and stick it in the uh, stock market, you have $25,000 in value. So by doing so, I'm able to then create a return on a larger asset with less cash. And if I can create a higher return on the leverage than I borrowed it at, then now I'm making a spread on the borrowed money. And if I'm making a spread on the bar of money, you tack that back to my original cash. I've, I've accelerated the return on my actual investment in cash quite a bit. Leverage is powerful. So this idea of doing this obviously fits a certain profile of people. I'm thinking of a guy that you and I both respect a lot. We've read a lot of his stuff that's kind of cringing right now as he's listening. Surely Dave Ramsey is somewhere listening to this podcast. He is. And, and Dave, here's what we both know. We both know that you, you you very much love and understand the power of leverage. But you are your 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 audience and 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 should be very careful with the use of leverage. When we're using leverage to go buy boats and buy non performing assets, this is the this now it becomes useless debt. <clears throat> but leverage that creates a revenue. Um, most millionaires that, that, that are on this planet have created their wealth through leverage in owning real estate. No, most people can't go get enough cash on their own to, to develop a huge commercial development. But they can, they can get the cash for the down payment. They can pull, pull that thing together and create revenue that far exceeds the, uh, 
you know, the, the, the payments on that, mm-hmm. that, that creates wealth. Uh, and then they turn around, they get it all rented out and then they go sell that complex because they've created value in it by, by, by leasing it up with good tenants. They've created value. That they can turn around and sell at a higher rate um, because they took on the initial risk and they did all that through leverage. Mm. I mean, literally, literally there is a, a billionaire that's from my hometown who had two nickels to rub together when he got started. He's a billionaire now. He did it all through leverage in real estate. So this sounds like it might be somewhat familiar to you. I'd like to hear a story of Joe Watkins and a leverage. Hmm. Okay. So this is a little bit of a creative story. Um, There's a lot of leveraging stories, but here's, here's one. The market was uh, at, a, at a pretty low at this time, probably 2010, 9 or 10. And uh, I, I just, at that time, I knew that it was an opportunity. We had to buy everything we could, we could possibly get our hands on. Well, I had left Chick-fil-A in 2007. I'd made some money flipping houses. But it cost a lot of money to get that going. We had a lot of money floating. So I, didn't, I, didn't, I just didn't have buckets of cash laying around to go buy up houses. But I knew it was it was it was diving because we're at the courthouse steps looking at houses and seeing the prices just continue to go down. The confidence was going down, and I'm going, we gotta we gotta buy everything we can. We need cash. So um, in the process of, of looking for at that at that at that time, banks weren't loaning money. Um, it was that tight. It was that bad. Um, but you could get money. And so I was looking for private investment of some kind. Ended up uh, uh, partnering with some guys out of Oregon who had a pretty cool model. And it was this. They identified in their town, they're, they're in Portland, a lot of money. They had a, a, a huge group of, of people in their community mostly that they tapped into to borrow their money as individuals we and we would buy real estate with them being the note holder and here's what we did um so we formed an llc with those guys we would identify a house they would identify a note holder the note holder would give us a nine percent note now kind of high we were paying nine percent not compounded, just interest-only note mm-hmm. for five years. 9% we borrowed money enough to buy the house, fix it up, and take about a $10,000 bill off the top. <laughs> so so it was a 100% loan at 9%. It was a 110% loan at 9%. Loan, yeah, 110. The cash out at closing, that's pretty good interest rate. I'll take that interest rate. Why did they do that? Because we had experience, and we had a we had a model, and they got first mortgage position, and the, and and they got 50% of the exit profit. Um, they didn't get anything along the way because they got 9%. Right. So whatever we could make on cash flow along the way with Zyres, which at the time, it wasn't a, a lot. We're borrowing money at 9%. But, but, it, but we, we accumulated some cash. But we bought them so cheap because it, and it's hard, you know, when the market's bad, it's hard to get money. When the market's great, like right now, it's easy to get money. Mm-hmm. And money's cheap. Well, that was hard to get money. Money's expensive. We got what we got, and we bought 
everything I could possibly buy before the hedge funds in, came in and just blew the prices up because mm-hmm. the prices got too high. The nine percent didn't work anymore. Um, we were, you know, we were buying houses anywhere between twenty five and forty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars at the time, and then we would spend the money to fix them up and all that. So, um, fast forward to about two thousand and sixteen, so maybe yeah, two thousand sixteen, two thousand seventeen. No, it was 2015 or 16, right in there. So I owned them for what? 2000 and say nine and 10, we started and maybe owned, owned them for five years. Yeah, 2010, 2015. Our note, uh, the deal was we uh, needed to exit our, our note holder. And so I teed up every one of those. The market wasn't super hot in 2014, 15, but it was significantly higher than it was. Yeah. yeah. So I teed all those up. They were rented properties. They were paying tenants. I teed all those up and sold them to a hedge fund that we that we ended up managing for. And, you know, we were in those, say, at an average of $65,000, $75,000-ish. And we got $100,000 each sure. on those. And so there's $25,000 made. On zero money. That's pretty good stuff. All leverage. That would be leverage. All leverage. Right. Right. And that's, we split that with them. So, you know, we did that 30 times or so before the prices got out of control. Um, and that's an example of making uh, money on, on zero cash. That's unique. And again, it was relationships and our experience and all kinds of things that would allowed us to do that. We knew what we were doing. I'm the property management company, so I really understand rental property. Let's say you had a few different forms of leverage. With yeah, that. no I question. Mean, you're no sort question. of leveraging, uh, you know, talent and experience and time, by the way. And those guys feel like they're doing that with you. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and listen, every single one of them got their 9% for five years yep. and got half on the back got end. I wish I was those guys. Won. Yeah. Completely passive. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. So... You know, that those. I know a lot of the times you hear some of those things or you hear the op- possibility of doing those things and people are like, I don't, that's just stories that don't make sense. But I mean, it, it, you can do it. It's not, you're not going to get that out of the gate. Mm-hmm. But, you know, traditional leverage is going to look like, hey, I, I bought a commercial building over here. I, I put 25% down. I've got one in Stockbridge right now. We put, actually very unique in that as well. We bought two properties, three, yeah, two properties, in 2007 or 8 that were foreclosing in the in the bank there was like four or five people owned the loans that was foreclosing on and a couple of those people didn't want to foreclose so we went in with the bank and those guys and the bank just put us on the loan no cash mm. and and took those guys off the loan and we ended up as, as two building owners with no cash up front. And then we had, of course, put some money in the building to keep it going. Well, now those those buildings are, are, are I mean, they've been, I mean, I've had them for 10 or 12 years. They've been spitting off, you know, five, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000 a month mm-hmm. for years. Right. With basically no cash. Yeah, hard, hard to lose there. But yeah. we saved, why did that work? We saved the bank. That's right. From foreclosing. Yeah. It was a win-win deal. Yeah, I mean, so both look of, for win-win deals. Both of those situations, you're bringing something. You're not just borrowing something. You were the, those were kind of deal-making sessions, right there. Honestly, uh, and the, the the vanilla version, I would say, to maybe the average guy, even in that same building, you, you could buy the vanilla version. Yeah, put, yeah, exactly. Put twenty percent down. 
And that thing's still spitting off a huge return because that 20% in the building I mean, one time. So, I mean, if you're somebody listening to this, especially if you're a young guy, we've had a few young guys contact us about the show here and they want to figure out how to get involved in real estate and how that works for them. But one of the things that you're selling in this whole situation, which was very good for you, was your time and your work and your, uh, you know, also your experience at that time. But you know, do you have a do you have somebody in your life that's got some money that doesn't want to put the time in? Do you have somebody in your life that's got you know the really good credit score and the solid W two and and the the good income, but they don't want to go figure out how to ma- how to find the deals and do this stuff? And you know, we're not the only ones espousing this, but that's leverage for you. Your leverage is you've got the time and you've got the willingness to go put the deals together and take it to the guy that's got the money. But outside of all that, there's people every day that are just borrowing money from the bank again, sub you know, less than 5% interest rate, putting some money down, doing it the good old-fashioned way, and creating real leverage for and, themselves. And it, and it works. It works. It, it works. You just can't – You know, I, I, I was very careful to stay away from bad leverage. I don't like leverage on cars. I'll borrow money on cars. I'll drive a clunker before I go borrow money on a car. Right. Um, I don't borrow money on boats. I don't borrow money on golf clubs. I don't put them on credit cards. I mean, I, there was a period of time that I did that, and and that was not that long. And I and, and so Dave Ramsey's right on that. Yeah, sure. He's, don't have any debt. Right. That's not good debt, and the only good debt is debt that pays you. By the way, I agree with him on this premise too. Your home is not good debt mm. because your home doesn't pay you. In fact, the bigger home you have, the more utility bill it is. The more interest you pay, that's right. the more it just costs out the door. It costs more every year, in fact. You know, that's yeah. that's the uh, rich dad, poor dad. Uh, uh, that's, that, that's the biggest nugget I pulled from that yeah. book yeah. was your home. You think it's an asset and you're putting, you're going all in on your own home. Mm-hmm. It's not an asset. It's, an ex, it's a liability. It's an expense. It costs right. you money. So I do agree with Dave Ramsey. Hey, get your home paid for. Matter of fact, I just sat down with a buddy yesterday as he was, uh, we ate lunch and he was wanting to talk about, you know, he, he's trying to catch up in his financial growth and that kind of thing. And he was, we were trying to figure out if real estate was the right thing and what other things might he could do. And after hearing it, I, I thought where we are today, my advice to him was he had a, he has about a $125,000 left on his mortgage and it's at five and three quarters percent. So at the very minimum, you need to refi. Short of that, pay it off. Mm. That's five and three quarter guaranteed return. Absolutely. I mean, that's a good return. Yeah, it is. And it's pretty guaranteed. Yeah. If you pay it, you're not paying the interest on it. So, you know, but but leverage on a performing asset that that it, that brings revenue. Now, now we're talking, so, and that's what real, rental properties are. So, in, in our business, I, I have this conversation uh, you know, a number of times every month. A lot of times with young couples, and and they're questioning should I should I rent it or should I sell it? And they're asking me that. And the only way I can answer that is, what's the rest of your financial life look like? That, that's it. You know, I mean, because if 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 the house is in order here and and the finances are in order and we've got the emergency fund, frankly, if we're kind of doing everything Dave Ramsey tells you to do, and you're hitting all those buttons. Well, this might be a really good idea, actually, to put a tenant in, in the house you're living in and go move on. If you're the type that I'm going to call you on, you know, the day before Christmas and we need a new hot water heater and that's going to cause a fight at home or it's going to cause stress or it's going to ruin Christmas, then you need to sell your house. 
yeah. and, and, and move on to the next house or the next part of life. So and it's all, it's a, it's a 360 approach, this idea of leverage. It's not the same for everybody. No. But, uh, I mean, it, it's undeniable that we, your personal experience, mine, and we meet guys every day who use this idea to, uh, to win. Yeah. And, and with leverage, uh, leverage should come after margin. Margin should be another show, but, but but you got to create some margin between you and the next paycheck between you and the next mortgage payment. You got to have some lifestyle money set aside. You got to have some rental, um, uh, repair money and escrow money that's there for, for bad times, for tough times with that margin, you can make more comfortable decisions about leverage and, and, and the next property. Good stuff, man. That it? It's actually good stuff. Well, let's do it. All right. Thank you for listening to the Rental Property Hangover with Joe Watkins and his sidekick, Travis Castle. Starring Travis Castle. Sponsored by Yes, I Rent Property Management. Come back to see us. You can listen to us at Yes, I Rent, YouTube, or other places you listen to your podcast. Thank you very much. Just ask Alexa.